Amen. Well, first of all, I just want to look at all of you because there are so many dear faces that I don't get to see that often. And wow, it's good to be back after, I think, two years now since the last time I was here. A lot of new faces. So for those who do not know, my parents were just here a few weeks ago, and they left to go back to Israel, and then I uh, saw them briefly and then came to the United States. I've been participating in the 20th anniversary of IHOP's 24-7 prayer that started in 1999. Amen. Let's praise the Lord for that. And I was struck by, during that time, how special a marked moment it was that what their role in the, in the world, in the United States primarily, but also how it touched the world, was to reestablish 24-hour 24 24 prayer in the church community. Um, and it was lost. It wasn't even really being talked about in the 90s when this was a passion of their heart. And so to participate in that was very special. I would also say that a lot of the children that are here, you're a lot bigger than the last time I remember you. That's pretty cool. I think about my children, and I have an 18-year-old daughter who's now graduated from high school. And that's, that's amazing. So how many of you have 18 or older in your home? Or older, they could be out of your home. Uh, and maybe that's what's giving you the smile on your face. But um, I have a 16-year-old son and a 12-year-old son, and the 16-year-old is very creative. He's into doing voiceover work and doing other things. My 18-year-old daughter is a soccer player. She was on a championship team this past season before she tore her ACL. So that's uh, been, been a challenge. And then my youngest is entering into his bar mitzvah training year. And I took him on a ministry trip with me to Norway, and wow, was that a special time of bonding, seeing some family roots, and we even got to see snow. (laughs) And for those of you who don't know, it doesn't snow that often in the desert of Israel. But it was a joy, and you know, before Israel, we were in Florida, so it doesn't snow that much in South Florida either. But just a few things I want to say. First, all of the Israel ministries greet you with peace, and, and we are just so happy to be connected across the ocean to what God is doing. God has been doing amazing things within Tikkun America. We grew from 2012. We had 16 congregations, and today we have 28 congregations. So, it, yeah, praise the Lord for that. And it's not necessarily because we're doing everything right. But God has chosen this season to put his hand of favor and blessing. And people are calling us and saying, hey, can we plant a congregation and have you be the covering and help be the eldership and and to participate that way? We have other congregations that find out about us and say, your values line up so much with what we are doing and what we want to do for the kingdom. Can we join you? And so it's been organic in that sense of just the Lord breathing life on it. Uh, Just this past May, I was installed as one of the apostolic leaders for Tikkun America. And I'm saying that only in that your rabbi, your leader, uh, Rich, is going to be installed this coming May uh, in 2020 as another apostolic leader. Yes, praise the Lord. 
And I work closely with this man. I trust him, and he's already been functioning in these roles to mediate different uh, challenges within communities, to give pastoral care to leaders, and I just so appreciate you, Rich. I so appreciate this community that really is growing since the last time I came, and the Lord is doing something. It's very exciting. I'll switch gears here because if I had 10 minutes, so I gave a little update, um, and now I'm going to give a little drush, okay? How many of you have a Apple device? And if you don't, I promise I will not judge you. But you know why I first started getting these devices? Because I found out that they did something very, very cool. I had an, an Apple computer and an Apple phone. And no matter where I was, I could sync the two and have my files anywhere that I went. It was beautiful. Then I even got a little home computer, a personal one. So I had a laptop, a home computer, my phone. I know, I'm sounding like an Apple fanboy. But the reason was because it made my life so convenient to have everything in sync. All of the data was synced together. But I had a problem. And this is in the early days when they had the cloud. Have you heard of the cloud? And the cloud had an error that didn't sync up my devices, and it took me hours to figure out what the problem was. And it was so scary because what happens is when you delete a file in one place, it actually deletes it in all of the places. And what happened was all of the cloud deleted. So on my phone, all the files deleted. On my home computer, all the files deleted. And finally, I was so scared, I unplugged my laptop and just turned it off. Because I didn't want all of my work to be gone. And this is the danger of everything being in sync like this. But do you know, in our spiritual walk with the Lord, we can get out of sync with him over time. We are in a season right now, the month of Elul, where... In tradition, Jewish tradition, it's when the king would come out of the palace and spend time in the field and be available in a unique and intimate way. That's a very powerful image. Today is the 21st day of this month, and we're entering into the time of repentance and even judgment with Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. But as I started to meditate on what our opportunity is... Also, this Torah portion really was appropriate as well. Because in Deuteronomy chapter 26, it talks about the blessings and the cursings that come about for the people of Israel if they were to follow God or to abandon his ways. Now, they even had the priests stand on two different mountains to proclaim over a wide area both the blessings for following the Lord with a whole heart and the cursings for rejecting him. I found it very interesting that all of the blessings did not deal with rewards on the other side of heaven. Not for the world to come. All of the blessings were for this time on this earth and were practical. They were about filling the storehouses with grain, about 
being free from disease, about being able to pursue our enemies and have them flee seven different ways from us. Every single one of the blessings was something that God wanted to do for the people practically in their life today, in that season. And for me, this is a, this is a challenge because if we don't preach a prosperity gospel, but yet the scripture is full of God's heart and desire to give us blessing in this earth if we would give our lives to him. It's, there's a tension. You know one of the biggest dangers and lies of the enemy, not just today, I see lots of people struggle with this today, but all throughout history, it's a foundational lie, is that God is not good. And that when we face challenges, it's because either we have messed up and God is holding like a flashlight on our sin and we don't get the blessing of God. And if only we could be good enough, if only we could follow him well enough. One of the scriptures that's read every single day leading up to Rosh Hashanah is Psalm 27. And in Psalm 27, there is a verse that says, Unless I saw the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Do you believe that you're going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living? Do we believe that? The point of this is not the individual laws. They were important for what they were conveying, moral laws and such. But the Torah was pointing to a person. It was pointing to Yeshua as the Messiah, foreshadowing him as the living word. And until we get to the place of joy of serving the relationship, then we will never be able to get the blessing of following the legal statute. And so what I wanted to encourage you with today is just like in Philippians 3 when Paul says, I consider everything that I might have gained rubbish. I consider it trash compared to the surpassing knowledge of the glory of Messiah. Or in Hebrews 11, verse 6, when it says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he is... The he must believe that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Do we believe today that God will reward us if we seek him with a whole heart? Not for just the blessing, but because we want him. And this month of Elul is exactly the season where we're able to do that. Where we're able to reset ourselves and refocus on self, ourselves on what is truly important. That God has sent his son to die for you. On the cross, he shed his blood so you don't have to live in shame. So you don't have to live in fear of judgment. But rather, when you come to repentance, think of a loving father who already knows what you've done wrong, who already understands the consequences will be painful, but when he sees your eyes are repentant, wants to gather you into his lap and tell you that it's going to be okay and shower his love upon you. That's the picture of the king being in the field and of gathering us together as a people and saying, repent. Repent, repent, turn from your ways and follow me and I will make your path straight. I will pour out blessing and you just test me in this because I will give you so much joy.
Amen? So let's all celebrate this month together as we enter into the high holiday season. It's so good to be with you. I love you all. Looking forward to meeting the rest of you that I haven't. Uh, But God bless you this morning. Amen.